Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind, where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw upon the wisdom of the saints, the teaching of the church to help us to navigate this challenging life. And today we're on part two of um, the reception of the Eucharist and how we should do it and what the church actually teaches about it. Okay, let's go. So we have a bunch of questions. Um, I was told by my priest that receiving on the hand was more dignified and proper for adults. This doesn't sound right to me. The reason it doesn't sound right to you, it's because it's the exact opposite of what the church teaches. Okay. So in Memoriale Domini, which I quoted uh, extensively in the first show, um, we have all of the clarity we need to understand how it should be perceived and you know, uh, how we should understand this. Now, of course, it did allow for communion in the hand, but what's interesting is that it gives prescriptions for how to do it that almost eliminate, that eliminate, I would say, 99% of the ordinary foreign parishes that I've been to, and we've been to a lot of them. I've been in every state of the United States, I think, and been to Mass in most of them, if not all of them. So we have a lot of experience with this it would disallow 99% of what we experience. And maybe we'll get to that by the end of the show, but I'll say this. Memoriale Domini says specifically that it in no way takes away from the dignity of the person to receive in the traditional manner. Yeah. It, and it's, it's in fact more dignified to receive in the traditional manner. It is more holy, it is more reverent. That is not my opinion, that is the opinion of the official document, St. Paul VI approved on this topic. Yeah, I think when when someone like a priest or whoever says, "Oh, it's more dignified to receive in the hand." Mm-hmm. What they're what they're really expressing is their own perception right. and their own opinion in that, right? So, oh, I, I don't want to put uh, my I don't want to accidentally put my fingers in somebody's mouth. I don't want to see their tongue. Yeah. I don't want to have somebody kneeling in front of me. That makes me uncomfortable. Whatever a- it is, right? So, yeah. so when you consider all those things, that's about the mind and the perception of the person that is distributing our Lord. Yeah. And this is not about perception. This isn't, isn't about preferences. How we feel. How we think, how we feel. It's about the Lord. Right. It's about the Lord. And as the teaching so, of the church. As soon as we talk about the dignity of of what it looks like, we've lost the focus of what we're discussing, right? And I think to me, you know, like in our prior show, if you understand the dangers, please go back and watch that show. If you understand the dangers, if you understand what's really at stake here, um, then all of the rest of it goes away. Yeah, we talked about the, what Satanists do, and we know from a firsthand account. So, it's important to say, we said at the outset of the previous show, we are not, it is against our uh, charism of our community, the Apostle Via community, to complain and to speak negatively about priests. It doesn't mean we would ever hide abuse or anything like that. But as a rule, 
our, we minister to it a lot of priests. They come to us to be prayed for. The, you know, we're, we do formation for dioceses, all of that. We're, we're not, this isn't about what is commonly kind of this negative attitude towards priests. No. We're just answering questions. Because they could have said a lay person says that. Sure. I'd say the same thing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's really about what, what are we discussing here and what is really at stake and what is the focus and the focus needs to be on the Lord. Yeah, and we always need to be respectful to our, toward our priests, even if we don't agree, right. and uh, and to pray for them and to support them. So, you know, I know we've you and I have both, as I mentioned in the previous show, we both approached our priests about the mass and about um, reverence and about you know those sorts of things. And in a hundred percent of the situations, we receive positive responses. Uh, I'm pretty sure we have. You raised your eyebrows. I, well, I would say, like even when you were principal of a school and you asked, hey, why do we have the kids standing around the altar, you know, if we're trying to yeah. train, you know, to entice them to be priests. But the, I mean, I can't think of a situation where we weren't, weren't received positively in our parishes where the priests knew us because we're constantly right. supporting our priests. So anyway, all right. Um, my parish priest told me that receiving kneeling is an attitude against unity and that I should do like everyone else does. So this is actually, I've heard this a number of times. The argument, I understand the argument, um, but it is our unity has to be based on something. So for instance, if everyone in the parish, or let's say 50% of the people in the parish were during the mass, were lifting their arms straight up and down and waving their arms, would it be better that the rest of us joined them so that we could be in unity? Well, I, I have a, a better example, okay. actually, which that's bizarre. But OK, so <laughs> so there so there's a parish. I hope that they've gutted this parish and redone it. But there was one uh, out somewhere in Colorado um, where and we, we won't name the parish. We're not we're not going to out anybody here. But the parish had. Um, when it was built, they created the pews in such a way that they leaned back slightly and there were no kneelers in that church. Not one, hmm. not one kneeler in the church. Like the devil designed the church. And you're, and so you went in there and you were leaning back like you were about ready to watch a movie. Yeah. You know, it was like a giant uh, media room is what yeah. it was like. Is, is that unity? Am I supposed to, is that more unified? Am I conforming to them? Is that important for me to go in there and not kneel? No. Because then then what we're saying is being united is more important than worshiping God. Well, but, but We are called to worship and honor and reverence the Lord. The sacrifice of the mass in its essence is about worship. It is not about unity. Worship brings unity okay, so if now, it's properly ordered. Right. So this is, now you're getting to my point. What are we supposed to be unified around? The teaching of the church. What are we supposed to be unified around? What the Lord has given to us. What's really happening there? The sacrifice of the mass. The holy sacrifice of the mass. Right. So you, you don't, you should never ask someone to be unified around false teaching. Mm -mm. So I, I had a great priest actually that I really like. He actually helped to. Uh, bring my father completely into the church before he died and all of that, taught this great series on on all of these things. But he said, if you're in a parish, and, people, and he was saying, this is what the church teaches. This is my role. This is your, 
all was orthodox. And then he said, but if you're in a parish and they do it differently, for the sake of unity, do it the way they do it. And it's like, what you just said is for the sake of unity, go against church teaching, right? go against tradition. That is completely irrational. That's not actually unity. That's unity against the church. That's unity against God, not unity for God. So we have to have our unity around the truth and, or and, it's not or it's or it's evil. And we really need to 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 know and accept that if we're unified in little things like that, w- then we're going to feel pressured to be unified in all the other aspects that go against church teaching. Right. Whatever it is, whatever it is, it doesn't stop if we're con- constantly conceding for the sake of not ruffling any feathers. Of, of appearing unified. That's not, that's not of God. Yeah. Yeah. So the next question says, some in my parish take the Eucharist in their fingers and turn away from the priest and supposedly consume the Lord out of the view of the priest. Is this okay? It really makes me uncomfortable. And the answer is, it is absolutely unequivocally not okay. Um, Uh, Back to Memoriale Domini again. This is a a, a direct quote. If the danger of a loss of reverence for the august sacrament of the altar, of profanation, or adultering the true doctrine, and that's the end of the quote, is is present in the way you do it, I'm, I'm just getting through the document a little more quickly, you can't do it that way. It's as if, you know, Paul VI, he he clearly was against it. But then he said, I'm against it. I'm going to go ahead and allow it. However, and this is another quote, you must take care to avoid any risk of lack of respect or false opinions with regard to the Blessed Eucharist and to avoid any other ill effects that may follow. So you must avoid any risk. We talked in the last show of the Satanists who have those little devices they put in their mouth and slide it in. In my opinion, if you allow whoever the you is, and I don't want to target anyone, whoever the you is, if you allow, if you distribute communion and you allow the person to turn away from you and receive, you're in direct violation of church teaching, mm-hmm. direct, and you are enabling someone potentially desecrating the Eucharist. Right. How do you solve that? Am, am I condemning anyone? No, I'm just saying it's it's objectively true. Mm-hmm. You solve it by let's say you go to a parish where for years, they've been taught wrong. And, and it's, so just start before every mass. You know, hey, this you can't receive in a sta- without being in a state of grace. Make sure you go to confession. We're going to talk about that today, briefly, before mass. Hey, let's talk about this today, how to receive. What is the church traditionally taught? What does it say is the preferred method of receiving? You're free to do either way. But if you do it in your hands, the church teaches that you can't do it in a way that it's possible for the, the the Eucharist to be profaned or that fragments to be lost, also in Memoriale Domini. Mm-hmm. It says you can't do it in any way that the fragments should be lost. Well, that means you have to have a communion patent under your hand, which says in Sacrosanctum Concilium. It means that even if you receive in your hand, you should not pick it up with your fingers because that causes another opportunity for it to be dropped or for little fragments to break off. But you should raise the palm of your hand to your mouth and take the Eucharist off your hand with your mouth. Right, right. That's a way you can do it inside of church teaching, but it is, you know, pretty much ignored I, today. I mean, in, in essence, what we're, what we're saying is 
we have to be willing to be uncomfortable and to have the conversations and to teach, Yeah, to teach. You know, I had a priest one time told me that we have lost generations to poor catechesis and it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to teach. It's uncomfortable to say things that people don't want to hear that, that they take offense at, but we have to understand that what we're dealing with, we are fighting against principalities and dominions, not flesh and blood. So when we take on these fights, we have to understand that we're about to eradicate the enemy from our churches in our midst. So when we get back, we can talk more about, you know, I, I think we should end at some point of explaining some ways to try to mitigate some of this I agree. Stuff. So we'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Divine Intimacy Radio on EWTN. Grateful to EWTN to host the show. And we'll be right back. Hi, friends. We want to personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, Setting the Captives Free or Into the Deep or Divine Intimacy in Marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward slash events register today. There is a growing need for well-formed, solid spiritual directors in the church today. The Avila Institute, in collaboration with Heart of Christ Spiritual Direction Program, offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards God. The program is grounded in Ignatian and Carmelite spirituality based on a Catholic worldview and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles and the new evangelization. This program offers both online and on-site classes Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest today. We're talking about what the church actually teaches on communion in the hand. If you'd like a document on this, by the way, with all of these uh, different quotes and resources, head out to apostoleva.org and create a little account. It's free. And then you can find it in the library for all the documentation. But beyond, you know, if you, to your point before the break, Steph, if folks want to really learn this, read the document slowly and carefully and mm -hmm. think of the implications of everything it says. Um, I'm going to go to another question and give another example with a direct quote. Um, let's see. My, my priest told me that communion in the tongue is done, done away with after the council. Um, uh, here's what St. Paul VI approved in Memoriale Domini, a direct quote. Which the, was after the council. Which was after the council. It was in 1969. The new method of administrating communion should not be imposed in a way that would exclude traditional usage. Traditional usage in the document is formally held up as, as better, as holier, as as an expression of authentic unity, of course, because it is those things, mm -hmm. and that it, it, it isn't done away with. And in fact, you should never prohibit it. I mean, this is what this says. Okay. Um, I told my priest uh, that communion on the tongue is more likely to protect the Eucharist from profanation. He would, didn't say that, that it's not even true. 
Let me read another quote from Memoriale Domini. It is above all necessary, and this, this goes to your question about like what can we do about it? Mm -hmm. It is above all necessary that an adequate catechesis prepares the way so that the faithful will understand the significance of the action and will perform it with respect due to the sacrament. The result of this catechesis should be to remove any suggestion of wavering on the part of the church and its faithful in the Eucharistic presence, and also to remove any danger or even suggestion of profanation. Mm -hmm. So what is the answer? The answer is, it says here, teach, right? Mm -hmm. Now, have we been? Not, not even close. I mean, otherwise 70% of ordinary form parishioners wouldn't reject the teaching on the Eucharist. Yeah. If we're, we were teaching it. We're not doing proper teaching, you know, in most areas, mm -hmm. in most areas. Just name a few, you know, the understanding of the sanctity of life on the use of contraception. You know, we could go on and on and on and on. Prayer, right? Mm -hmm. Assesis, mm -hmm. all these things that, that we really need to understand we need to embrace, we need to live the way of holiness. We're not teaching on these things and we need to. Now in some pockets of light, there's incredible catechesis going on. Right. The brave and courageous are doing these things. And in many ways, as lay people, we have to step up and help because what we're being faced with are generations that are being lost to poor catechesis and that means not just lay people, that also means priests. Yeah. So we have to, where we understand, where we start to see these things, we need to be holy. Mm -hmm. We need to be gentle. We need to speak truth with love, but we also have to be courageous. And we have to start in our own homes. Yeah. You know, the conversion really needs to stay to start in our own homes with couples, with their children. And then it spills out from, you know, with with other family members and so on and so forth, and speaking to your priests and, you know, assisting in all these things. So we really have to put our, our, our money where our mouth is and be willing to do the hard work of catechizing ourselves in our own homes first, mm -hmm. and then spreading out from there and praying and sacrificing for our priests and for others who, who do not understand or who are resistant to it. So I want to go to, well said, I want to go to back to another point and reinforce it. And so I had some notes on Memorial Domini. Redemptionis Sacramentum, which was a, a document, of course, uh, of the council to help us uh, in all of this. Number 92 says this. If any communi communicant should wish to receive the sacrament in the hand, in areas where the bishop's conference with the recognitio of the apostolic see has given permission, the sacred host is to be administered to him or her. However, special care should be taken to ensure that the host is consumed. Mm -hmm. So it's the job of the person distributing communion to ensure that the host is consumed by the communicant in the presence of the minister. Mm -hmm. In the presence of the minister. That completely, totally excludes a person turning away from the priest or walking, walking back to away the pew. or walking yeah. back to the pew and right. consuming. 
Right, right. Um, so that no one goes away carrying the Eucharistic species in his hand. So no one's to leave the presence of the minister carrying the Eucharist. You right. can't do that. Right. Um, if there is a risk of profanation, then Holy Communion should not be given in the hand of the faithful. This, of course, teaching is reflected in the later document of um, of uh, uh, Memoriali Domini. And I, and I really think, and I'll make this argument again, if, if a priest, and I know we have a lot of faithful priests that listen to this show, who we love dearly, and we have one visiting with us now and staying at the retreat center. If a priest will read uh, Memoriali Domini, and if the priest said, what are all the expectations and requirements for me distributing in the hand? One of two things are going to happen. Well, a handful of things would happen. One, regular catechesis in the parish. Mm -hmm. Two, uh, they would they would dramatically limit it and change it. Three, they would teach people to receive in the hand, but taking their palm to their mouth, they wouldn't allow on the fingers. Four, they would introduce watchers, which we have at one yeah. of our parishes. I love I love watchers. It, yeah. it, it's it just gives me so much peace, and that's two people that are set up or on, four or, or four or whatever, and they're they're at the front. They're 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 steps away from the priest or or the person who's distributing communion, um, the Eucharist, and they're watching to ensure that people are consuming, and they do so reverently. Um, the use of patents is another, mm -hmm. right? And I just think you would see a radical change. Um, you'd also seen a change in faith in that parish. I think the parish will grow. We've seen that mm -hmm. where parishes become more reverent, more holy, mm -hmm. where the priest becomes more reverent, more holy, where he, he develops a life of prayer. You see everything start to um, just have an outpouring of grace yeah. and the Lord starts to move. He will bless your parish if you do this. If you can die to yourself, if you can set aside your vanity and your discomfort of having to speak truth with love and knowing that there's going to be some folks that don't like it and they're gonna, you're going to have some pushback, it's okay. Allow yourself a little bit of crucifixion in that moment. Surrender them to the Lord. Respond in charity and move forward in confidence and in love. Amen. I want to read a few more things on Memorial A. Domini because we did get to all the questions. It says, The Apostolic See therefore emphatically urges the bishops, priests, and lady to obey carefully the law, which is still valid and which has again been confirmed. What mm -hmm. is that? That the traditional practice is in place and to carefully obey it. And also, of course, to carefully obey uh, in the provision of communion in the hand making sure there's no risk, taking care, in quotes, to avoid any risk or lack of respect or of false opinions regarding the Blessed Sacrament mm -hmm. or the Blessed Eucharist and to avoid any other ill effects that may follow, which, of course, have happened ad infinitum. I mean, it's it's seven out of 10 Catholics, 70 out of 100, 700 out of 1,000 don't believe. And it's because we've been cavalier. We had a, a guy in our community who was uh, formerly a part of the community of Apostoli VA, told me that he he had gone to Mass this su one Sunday and that he was a little skeptical of my teaching on this. At that point, I had not taught formally from Memorial Domini. 
but he, uh, so he was thinking about it. He received normally. And he lo- after he received, he decided, he was convicted by what I said. I said, if you're going to receive in the hand, always check your hand to make sure none of the fragments are there, which is also talked about in Memorial Domini. And he said, I, you know, I, and he looked down and there was a fragment clear in his hand. Uh, one person argued with me. Um, there aren't many fragments. It's not, it's so hard to have a fragment. And I, cause I showed a video one time of the, this black glove test, whatever. And she said, well, I work in a lab and you know, that was manufactured. I'm like, okay. So, so I, I went to, um, my priest who was in a big parish mm-hmm. and I said, who uses patent communion patents, our priest. And I said, father, and they have about 500 people at every Sunday mass. Or they used to, I said, father, have you ever cleaned off a communion patent gone to clean it after mass after yeah, mass mm-hmm. and found it empty of fragments he said i can't remember a single instance where there weren't fragments so that means if you're not using communion patent that means you're dropping particles of the lord that are then being trampled over or sucked up in vacuum cleaners or treated in some other way that's evil mm-hmm. so we've really got to think about being responsible and and I, you know I hate to say it because I love our priests but our priests are responsible for that I don't I don't I love and care about them I don't want them to go to their judgment with that on their soul mm-hmm. that they didn't teach people right that they weren't super careful that they didn't follow church teaching in this case yeah. that they didn't put watchers in place and when, when people turn their back they could you know they they knew or the it, so if it's too hard to deal with and you're too distracted and you want to be prayerful, great. Set a couple of guys up to always watch. And then if somebody walks away, say, hey, you know, Can you we consume, need you to consume, please, please yeah. you now please or, consume. or I need to take that from you. Yeah. Or you just know. say, please consume. Yeah, please, please consume. consume you know, most so, people are going to cave. <laughs> most people will. And of course, yeah. if the priest says says so. So read Memoriale Domini, M-E-M-O-R-I-A-L-E. D-O-M-I-N-I. You can find it out on EWTN's website. Just go search for it. And I would strongly encourage you to consider all this prayerfully and begin to receive kneeling and on the tongue if you don't. If you receive in the hand, receive kneeling. It's better. It's less risk for the for the Eucharist to be dropped. Receive in your palm. Take your the palm to your mouth. Do it that way. And it will, I promise you, affect people around you. I mean, you should do it out of your own reverence. That should be the primary reason. But you can also do it to bring about, help to influence the culture in your parish. And support your priest. Pray for your priest. Don't criticize your priest. Just be respectful and talk with them. Make sure you, you pray a lot for them and give them a lot of compliments and all the good that's going on. Okay. Be holy. Until next time, make the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body irreproachable at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.